Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, they're losers. You're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Scopoletti. And I am the other host. I'm Bo McDowell. This podcast is called Losers with a Dream because we are losers, but we have big, big dreams. Aspirations. Big aspirations. And to help our egos and our dreams follow us on social media, you could follow me at Nick Scopes on Instagram. And follow me at Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo is spelled B-E-A-U because I'm French and I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's always gonna uh, make me laugh. It's always gonna make me laugh, dude. I hate I hate you so much. You're the worst. Uh, so oh, real quick, we have a live podcast we are doing May 1st with a little bit of stand-up. So Bo doesn't have a panic attack at BJ Ryan's in Norwalk, Connecticut. It's May 1st, two shows, seven and nine, socially distanced, all that stuff. You have to wear masks and, you know, just be liberal, whatever. So now we're going to get into a little bit of a new segment today. We are guys. We do dumb shit. Dumb. Okay. We're going to do the meathead moment of the week. Yeah. Bo, kick it off. What did you? What did you do wrong? <laughs> Well, I'm just like a little bit of a fucking psycho sometimes. So I was I was standing in uh, like there's like a little um, it's hard like it's like a foyer into my uh, apartment. Vestibule. Yeah, yeah, and I <laughs> and I can see out the glass and there's this guy that's just walking down the street and he turns to look at me and we made eye contact. And the thing about like a strange like a strange man making eye contact with me, that's a direct threat. So I immediately just started barking at him and and going, What do you want? And I was just like, hur, hur, hur. and he looked at me like I was a psycho and and ran away. But you know, the thing is like I'm I'm a nice guy. I talk about my feelings all the time. Okay. I'm but you know, but then like you also need to remember that like I'm a red blooded American man and sometimes I just want to beat a man up and I think I could take him out. So I got a little crazy there. I, I scared him a bit, but uh, you know, it's just, it's nice to kind of let your just evil side out on somebody and just let them know like, Hey, yeah, I, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. And I'm sorry. And uh, this is, this is my apology. And <laughs> Nick, what is your, what is your moment of the week? What happened? Uh, so a, uh, friend of mine we used to date a little while back she reached out to me and was like get me a table for this show i forget Oof. which show like she's like i want a table and we're friends like that you know whatever she's like, get me a table i go too late sold out yeah i go lose my number <laughs> okay i'm getting famous now you gotta buy your own tickets yeah can't just hand i can't That's just right <laughs> I can't just hand out tables, okay? I run yeah. a business and a company, and I'm an adult man. I'm sometimes. a man. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> and she just goes, uh, I hate you. And I go, I hate myself. <laughs> That's why I stand on stage and yeah. go, like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like for 99% of the day, you can just be, hey, hey, just a little girly. Hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Have a fucking pokeball and fuck <laughs> off. 
And then there's just that one percent where you go, where that male gene just like kicks in. You're like, you just don't look at me like that. And then you get a little crazy. And I get it. I get it. I know. I know where that comes from. <laughs> a pokey poly. Do you love pokey? I we'll love. We're quick side note. Yeah, it's because I want to stop Asian hate. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> I am saving the Asian people yeah. by eating their bowls. At a, at a, he eats their bowls at an insane rate. <laughs> Just the speed at which he wolfs them down before going on stage. I don't know how you don't fall asleep. No, it's because I'm a, a karate master. And <laughs> I shove it in my face. I get out there and I fucking crush. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand you. No one will ever love you. Speaking of. It's so deep. It's like a deep <laughs> cut, dude. You're fine. I feel it. Get in your dirty car and I love you. All right. So, who did we fall in love with this week? Oh, okay. Well, for me, it was the guy from Seaspiracy. Yeah, I just like he was. He he was like packing up all of his stuff, and he's like, "I'm gonna go change the." And I was like, "You go change the world." Please bring me with you. I want to be like in his little camera case. Like, I, I, I will go. We'll stop the Asians from killing all the seals or whatever they were doing. <laughs> and no, but he had that girlfriend who was so hot. And he was just so annoying. But he he reminds me of every guy that like, like you, you just like, you're like, oh, like you have this dream and you, you have this like delusion of like, I'm going to like, I'm going to make a difference and I'm woke and I get it. And I just wanted to, for a second, I just wanted to be a girl from Brooklyn who like bought in. It was just like, yeah, dude, let's, I, let's travel. Dude, I watched that thing and I was in yeah. until they get to the part where he calls up a long John Silvers. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, my name's Trevor. Like, I just wanted you to know that like, could you guys stop using plastic? And I was like, that's hey, it. My name's Trevor. What's going I'm on? I'm done. It's over yeah. for me. <laughs> this was like kind of, I was interested. I thought it was going to be like a little more scientific. And then like once that happened, I was like, okay, man. No, yeah. You're calling fast food restaurants. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You think those people are like, oh yeah, we're so sorry. Like, <laughs> whoops. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I know I'm working long John Silver's, Can but you imagine I really your make father taking that call. Dude, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, well, what was it? Destroys? You stop using your plastic. What like, was it? How- destroys? Why <laughs> do you shut the fuck How up? How are people going to eat Trevor? shit? That's what my dad would say. Yeah. How are people going to eat things? What, yeah, what are they going to use their hands and <laughs> shove it in their face? Like barbarians? <laughs> my people didn't come over here on a boat my to t- eat with their hands. Okay. <laughs> my grandma did. She really did. Yeah, um, yeah dude. That's uh, <laughs> So we fell in love with those people. Now, for me, I'm going to tell you I fell in love with. Please tell me. It's a guy, mm. which... For those of you that know me, it's not a surprise, right? We yeah. all saw this coming. I had a fake sinus infection uh, a few weeks ago, so I was told by friends. So I had to stay home and watch Netflix. I watched Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Mm. <sighs> He's a hunk. I don't give a shit. Guy, girl. Yeah. That's one of the best looking human beings on the planet. Period. Yeah. And if you're a guy at home, if you're a guy and you can't admit when another guy's good looking, you're an insecure loser. Yeah, okay? Guess what? Fuck you. We're losers, but you're a real loser. Like you really can't say like Zach Efron's one of the hottest people on planet Earth. He is, man. He's really, really hot. And it's overwhelming. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I see a movie with him, I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> this is going to be a day. You know what I mean? Because you're like. The, the, when he's in the I frat need next door. To, yeah. Set the movie with Seth Rogen. Neighbors. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's he's grilling outside with no shirt on. I'm like, ah, can I go to prom with you? 
<laughs> Can I tell you the funny thing is, I just want to get his car. He, oh, dude, I'll do anything he wants. Uh, <laughs> he he's shredded in the movie Neighbors, like shredded, so right? Hot. So the so down to earth. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. But basically, they go around to like Iceland, Italy, all these places, and like try the cuisine and like yeah. learn local, you know, grown stuff, and go to Costa Rica, dude. So I can, he's eating. The best part is he's eating pasta and carbs, and he goes. Oh man, I miss this man. Yeah, and he, yeah, you could tell he like literally was like, I didn't eat. They're like, you didn't eat carbs. He goes, Yeah, for about like two years, I just couldn't eat them. I had to be, yeah, I had to be shredded. And he talked about when he was in Baywatch, and I was like, Can you imagine, dude? Two years, two years, no carbs. He's eating no. homemade ravioli in Italy, and he's like, This is the best thing that's ever yeah. happened to me. Yeah, he was getting I mean, emotional. I dude, I but I could. The thing about that movie was, and I didn't watch it, but. <laughs> But what I what I what I I could hear because if Bo's not in it, he yeah, don't care. Not interested. <laughs> I just I spend every night watching my own sets. No, I <laughs> I could yourself. hear the call from his agent. Do you know what I mean? Like I could hear the call from Zac Efron's agent being like, "So like everybody thinks you're hot. Everybody loves you. Like you're the guy next door. We love that about you. We love that. But uh, now we want to do a thing where you're like cultured." And he was like, "Yeah, that's perfect." I really need that to be my vibe now. And then he, they like totally sold him as like this super cultured. He goes to all these different places. The pl- the thing is called down to earth, which is just a little. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, but, they're trying I to mean, get him. You know what? Good for him, dude. I mean, if if you can if you can kind of pitch yourself as everything, like he's he's everything. He's the total package. He did say though, like I remember one of the episodes real quick. He said. Um, his, he's from Ohio. His dad works at a power plant in Ohio. <laughs> it's hot. Right? But like, I just didn't see that coming. His dad knows about power. Yeah. <laughs> just like you know what you, my dude. dad knows about? Not power. <laughs> Mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> my dad knows about hot dogs. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Yeah. What What is it about that? What is it about Zach Efron that like makes you fall in love with him though? Like, you know, it's such a simple thing and it's so, this is so ridiculous, but like when he, when you watch him meet people on camera, yeah, he like looks them dead in the eye and shakes their hand and it's just so like, he's not a Hollywood, it doesn't seem like he's a Hollywood dude. He's got a good handshake. He's That's a, what I liked about he's him. Got, he's, he's got, got beautiful eyes. No, he's just like, Hey, how are you? He seems yeah. genuine. Or maybe yeah. he's a weird. Actor, that's not hard to do, and I don't know. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, dude. In one, dude, in one scene, in one, in one part of Down to Earth, he just made himself cry on cue Ooh. to like throw off the guy he was with. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Are you okay? He goes, Yeah, I could just do that. <laughs> and he like, and he just like swiped the tears away like, real cool. He goes, That's how I got my jobs. Wow, I could just make myself cry. Damn. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. I know you cry a lot. Do you think you can make yourself cry? If I really needed to, right I, now, I could do it. No, I can't. <laughs> Not that talented. No, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, he like, you know, what is another movie that gets me is the magic Mike <sighs> McConaughey dude crushes it. Yeah. No, but see, this is, did you see the second one? I've no. seen both and I really like the second one the most. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've watched that movie multiple times. Yeah. It's, it's about guys in their thirties. Yeah. And it's like they're just it's funny cuz that 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 show it's just about guys in their 30s and they're just holding on they're having fun in this yeah. wild lifestyle because they don't have a steady girlfriend or a right. life, right? Like in the second one Channing like in the first one Channing Tatum finds a steady girl. Yeah. He's with her and then the second one they break up and he's like I'll go on a road trip with the guys one last stripping tour and they go to Myrtle Beach it's like Fast and the Furious for stripping like yeah. one more ride we're gonna do it again 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. Movies. But like Channing, he just always seems like such a dumb guy. Like he just seems. Yeah. He has like a dumb. Which I, mean, I that's kinda, based off his life, dude. He he did that. Shit. But here, yeah. But here's the thing. I need, I need if I'm if I'm gonna be with a guy, you know. <laughs> I need him to have a little depth, you know, like the mm. Seaspiracy guy. He's, you know, he thinks he's saving the world. Nah, too much depth. There's too, too much. much. You got, you got to have some. It's too much. I don't know. I'm trying to save because, the world. like, I think for me, like, I'm already like a dumb hot guy. So, like, I'm just like I can't date myself. You got you know the what I mean? dumb part right. <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got the dumb part right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, dude. I that's Zac Efron. I mean, Jesus I get Christ. It. I get it, man. You know? Now, the dude has been shredded. I mean, like, his body is insane. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back and talk about our topic of the week, which is related to that. Perfect. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Nick and Bo's former girlfriends. All two of them. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. I'm your host, Nick Scopoletti. And I'm Bo McDowell. The French guy. Yep. Now, we were talking about how hot Zac Efron was. Yes, we were. Talking about his body. It's pretty incredible. And it ties into our topic this week. We are talking about, this is everybody, where we're talking about, you know, as guys, but body image. I mean, you didn't know, I didn't know there were that many hot people on planet Earth until Instagram came along. Yeah, it's true. Really will ruin your day <laughs> if you follow the wrong people <laughs> and you see them every morning when you wake up. Yeah. And you like their photo reluctantly and then you cry and go back to bed. Yeah, but you got to remember like most of that. It's just not real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and probably some of those people, if you talk to them, it's like talking to this brick wall behind yeah, us. Yeah, so exactly. You learn that as you get Whereas older. Whereas we have personalities. <laughs> <laughs> personalities but like would you rather have a personality than be hot of course Are you sure i'm talking like what do we you, like what do we t- I mean, i'm like, talking like eight pack abs like just beautiful like just like will smith you're just like independence day will yeah, smith yeah Ooh. I don't know, dude. I am legend. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've asked friends and they always like personality, but it's cause none of them are good looking. We're all comics. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather be able to tell my joke. It's like, dude, I don't know if you had an eight pack, it'd probably be pretty easy to get places. We'll get to this later in some of my okay. notes, but like I no, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. But like, yeah, when I, I fluctuated in weight as you have as well. Right. We right. Talked, we were athletes yeah, in high yeah. school and weights up and down and all this stuff. And like, you notice essentially immediately that when you get in better shape, the attention oh, yeah, you from get, women is, is almost immediate. And it's like, it almost was to the point, I'm not kidding, where at one point where I got in really good shape in my life, it was like, this is, this is so much easier now. Yeah. Like, really. Like, it was like, this is... Right. Why, why wasn't I doing this before? Yeah. Is this all that matters, though? Then I was like, is this all that matters? Is this like, you get wrapped up in it? I mean, I think that if if you look good, your life is easier. You know, like if you're a really good looking person, there's no doubt that like life is easier for you. I mean, you know, especially uh, if you're if you're trying to find somebody, uh, you know, or if you just want a job, like you know what I mean. Like people are more likely to help somebody that they're attracted to than somebody that you know. I have the best like example of this because I work at a gym. Looks like me. Yeah, <laughs> cool man. 
Uh, yeah, that was nice. Um, <clears throat> so I work at a gym, right? Like, yeah. um, I've been a trainer for 10 years. I, I take training very seriously. I have a degree in exercise science. I have all these certifications, right? Like, take it really seriously. Now, now, we open up. I work at Equinox. We open up. There is a girl there who's 22 years old, blonde, looks like I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. She looks like she was made in a fucking lab. Right. Like when I first saw her, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Like yeah. one of those people that is unbelievably hot. Yeah. We open the club and as a trainer, you have to start, you have to get clients. You don't walk in with a salary. You don't get a book of clients. You have to sell yourself on clients. Right, right. right. Guess who filled up the quickest? Yeah. I have 10 years in the industry. Guess who got all the clients immediately? Yeah. Well, if I, if I walked in and there was a really hot blonde girl who was like, I would love to train you. And then you were like, we could do uh, squats together. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I think, I think I'm not going to do squats with you. I think I'm going to, you know, work I'll out with that you, really I'll hot get, chick. I'll get right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So she, if you, if you fall, I mean, you're like 360, okay. 360 pounds. Listen. So if I, she wouldn't be able to help you, right? <laughs> you're 360, you're squatting, maybe, I don't know, 100, right? That's... Not a lot. So I would get underneath <laughs> you and I'd be able to help you up. She yeah. would die. You would just die. I mean, yeah, but I don't think about that. I mean, that's the thing about like being an attractive person is you look past so many like faults oh, and yeah. so many like, oh, this shouldn't work or whatever. Um, even like, you know. It was really. I saw the four-year-old virgin, and remember he hires the chick to to lift the TVs, and he's like, I don't know, she'll just do, like she'll figure it out. It's like she can't even lift an iPod. What are we doing here? You know? And, he's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, but it's just like you know, if if you look really good, if you're a really really handsome or really really like hot girl, it's just your life's gonna be generally easier. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I don't know. For, like for me. Yeah, like it's gone up and down, but I've never been like a track. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one's ever been like, ah, that's an attractive person. I think that it's just been like, you know, less bad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, less bad, the spinoff of Losers with a Dream <laughs> yeah. podcast with Bo yeah. yeah. And like, I, but I'm delusional enough that like if I've, if I've lost some weight or whatever, I'll be like, I look really really good you it's know like, what i mean it's like that joke uh, your joke you tell yeah and you were like yeah i was working out a lot that week yeah 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 so yeah. I thought people weren't gonna get this <laughs> yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Tell? No. well yeah it's like i'll lose 10 pounds it'll be like why doesn't men's health want to do an expose <laughs> on my you know what i mean again i need more of your delusion yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I need more of it yeah because you're too honest with yourself you're like this is not this is not good i need to be this i need to be if that i get to this weight and then i get to that weight and i'm like all right just a little bit more yeah and then everything's perfect and then it's like dude nothing's perfect right never no. like there's even been i mean well so let's i want to stay on this topic of body image when did you start when do you start to realize this stuff because when you're a kid kids are pretty mean yeah right and they'll point out any and all physical flaws you have you were a bigger dude um yeah. i know for me i went the i was rail thin yeah in an italian family like well, you could see his ribs we need to fatten him up and it's right. like oh you did a good job so <laughs> I have yeah, a weight yeah, problem yeah. as an adult. Thank right. you, Nan, for the lasagna. But you know when I found out, um, and I don't even know if it was a weight thing, but it was just like a, just this is how I look. Uh, me and like a bunch of buddies were were getting ready to go. You know, when you're a kid, you would like go to the movies with a bunch of girls because you couldn't talk to them because God forbid you, you go talk to You got to go in a group. group. So you it's go in a group. Groups. Yeah, you go you in a group no, to the movies. No, no, no. 
and then you try and suck face or whatever <laughs> watching Shrek. Or you two. blow one of your friends. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah I used to whatever. Do. And we're like getting ready to go, and my buddy Charlie uh, got a call from the girls that we were going to meet. And uh, this is so like I feel like uncomfortable now just telling this story because I'm like this is bad. Yes, this hurt me so bad. And uh, and my buddy Charlie's like, yeah, it's me, my buddy, whoever, whoever, and Bo. And um, and they were like, Bo, who's Bo? And it was like, you know, Bo McDowell, like he's uh, he's in your uh, class or whatever. And I was like, <gasps> like when she said who's Bo, I was like, oh god. <laughs> She doesn't know who I am. You and know what I mean? At that Just, moment, I knew I had to get yeah. on stage so people like, look at me. I was like, wait a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> I lent her a pencil the other day. You know what I mean? Like, upset. And then uh, she, my buddy goes, well, you know, take out the uh, the yearbook. You can find him. You know, and in my head, I'm like, it's not a good yearbook photo. It's not a good yearbook photo. You know what I mean? And it's not my best work. So she pulls out the yearbook with her three friends on the line. They're on speakerphone. I mean, it's just terrible. And uh, she gets to me. I'm and she, getting nervous. She goes, oh, my God, he looks retarded. And I was I was in the back and I I, I, I literally like you, you know, when like Your stomach. Yeah, you can just feel like poof, like it was like, this right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, because up up until then, like I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm a lady killer. Like I'm going to be like, uh, you know, get, getting a bunch of chicks or whatever. But I, I was like, oh, I'm not, a, you know, bad looking guy. Like I'm a. You know, I'm all right. I'm kind of like in the middle, you know, and uh, hearing that I was like, oh, is that what people think about me? You know what I mean? It was like my first window into like what a girl my age would think about me or like, you know, and, and yeah, so I think that that moment really destroyed for, I mean, years, uh, you know, into like early mid high school. It really ruined the the way that I felt about myself in relation to like women you know, because I was just like, oh, man, they, there's no, there's, it wasn't easy to come back from that because it was just such an early thing to hear, and it was so like brutal. Um, but you know, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, I think that I think that it also made me have to be more, like, I had to like develop more of a personality because oh, I yeah. felt like I have to I have to override this. Like when I was in eighth grade. I used to wear really short shorts. Still do. Yeah. But like I would I would wear them up like really short because I was like, people will look at me. You know what I mean? Like I need you to look at me. You know, so of course, comic, like I need everybody to pay attention. So but I but I noticed when I had these fucking super short shorts on and I was walking down the hall, everyone was like <laughs> and people were laughing and you know what I mean? And I and it was just like it was still do. Yeah, and it was just like my way of being like, you think I look retarded. So screw you. Here's now how I, you know what I mean? This is how right. I kind of show you that I am worth it because I'm different than the other guys. That's hot, dude. Yeah. Just picturing a middle school. Didn't work. Bow. It's not like any girls were like, oh my God, look, <laughs> he wears short shirts. See, I had like, mine went in waves yeah. and lulls. Like I will say I started out the first half of my life. I was like pretty skinny, like really skinny kid. Uh, always had like, you know, like in elementary school when you have girlfriends. Yeah. Always had like a girlfriend, like had one of my first kiss was like in fourth grade. Wow. I was one of the first, Lisa's going to hate this, but it doesn't matter. I was one of the first guys in my middle school. I think it was sixth grade to get a hand job. I was the first one. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> if you hear vomiting, dude, we know it's Lisa off camera. That was so, cool. <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm proud of you right now. It I, was, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, I'm not going to get into some of the details, but like I had some 
really aggressive sexual things happen to me in like seventh grade. It was like, I'm the fucking man. Yeah. I'm killing it. Yeah. And then I had the world's biggest growth spurt. Yeah. I had like I went from five five to the height I am now. So like five yeah. eleven. And I right. stayed that since I was thirteen. Had a big growth spurt. I got tall, a little leaner. Yeah. Right? And then by the end of eighth grade, I gained about fifty pounds to accommodate Ooh. that six inch yeah, yeah, yeah. height growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed immediately the attention from women was just gone. gone. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. To the point where one of the girls who gave me my first hand job denied it. Oh. It was like him, ew, in front of everybody. And I was like, ah! <laughs> she, kill me. She was like on the stand at a courthouse, like, I did, I would never touch yeah. that. And I was like, You're like it not? happened. It happened. And then at that point, so I graduate eighth grade, I yeah. moved to Connecticut, moved to Monroe. Yeah. And now I'm in a whole new school with all new people. Yeah. And I'm in this new shitty body and no one knows that you <laughs> no one knows that you were a cool kid that got the hand job no one yeah. they, they did in monroe though when they heard i was from new york they thought it was the city but it was just westchester yeah, yeah, it was america like oh my god you're from the city and i would i couldn't <laughs> yeah, lie i'd be on like subway. no it's like right out it's outside of it <laughs> yeah yeah and uh whatever but yeah then there was a two-year lull freshman sophomore year and then junior year i got fucking jacked because i was playing football right. at the time lifting like an animal and then again Girls that ignored me freshman, sophomore year. I told you on on your podcast, I was talking to you about, went to ring dance with this girl. I asked her out. Couldn't believe she said yes. And I didn't have the confidence to go for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I at the end, she had to drive me to my buddy's. It was the after party he had at his house. And all I did was put my hand on her shoulder. And I was like, this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Like, I wasn't yeah, trying she's... anything. She was like, don't touch me. <laughs> Cut to yeah. a year later when I'm ripped and I'm wearing Under Armour and I don't wear in. shirts underneath my football pads because I'm thinking I'm fucking cool. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, do you want to get lunch today?" Right, right. And I immediately was like, "Oh my god, this is the this is the way." I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it's supposed to be. Right. For the rest of my life. Yep. And then I mean, it just and it, but what that does is it builds in this feeling of like, well, if I don't look good, then I'm worthless. Because when you're, especially when you're. Uh, like middle school, high school, your self-worth is very attached to the amount of like attention you're getting from the opposite oh sex. My God, yeah. So like you hit it, you know, and, and now we're older, you know, and it's like, if we're not, if we don't feel good about the way we look, then, you know, we kind of, we'll, we'll, sometimes we'll go back to that story. For me, it's not the same, obviously, because I've grown up of, you know, I know myself a little bit better. I just don't want to be miserable with it. Right. You know, like I gained a bunch of weight uh, in the in the beginning of the pandemic because I was just eating cereal and like freaking out for the solid for the first two months, like literally just cap and cr crunch and just crying and like, <laughs> I'm not going to do comedy anymore. Just like the worst, you know what I mean? Like just self-pity and um, put all this weight. And I remember going to put on a pair of jeans. Ooh. And it was that's a tough. Yeah, it was like it was like we were starting to get the club back, uh, in in uh, on Washington Street, and so like it was our first show, and I was like, oh well, I should put on jeans. You know what Finally. I mean? Finally, yeah, yeah. Cause, Five cause months I'm gonna, later, because I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna do some jokes, so I should put something on instead of like wearing my athleisure attire every day <laughs> that I was wearing. And so I put on the jeans, and like I mean, they looked like they were painted on. You know what I mean? Like it was it was awful. Like my jeans. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yours, except, you know, I was just like blowing over these things. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, just that feeling of like, oh no, what have I done to myself? You know, like there's, and then there's the worry of like, like I've just, I, I feel bad. I feel bad about myself. I feel bad about the way I look. And so like zero confidence, which you do need confidence, especially when you're going on stage. You know what I mean? <sighs> to have, I mean, I have confidence in the way I can deliver material. So like that usually overrides the way that I look yeah. on a given night. But you know, it definitely, it definitely hurts like, you know, my ability to be like comfortable. Oh dude. I mean, this goes in perfectly to the next point I want to talk about was, um, for me in middle school, I have a big chest. It doesn't matter if I weigh 270, if I weigh 170, yeah. these things will never leave me yeah. ever. Okay. So everyone calls me scopes, you know, and in middle school they used to go, what's up scoops and scoop <laughs> my tit. Yeah. And so I used to constantly do this. I would oh, pull, yeah. pull my shirt. The, the fat guy pull. Roll forward. Yeah. Now, when I first started stand-up at 30 years old, yeah. I noticed, some people pointed out, but I felt it. I would do that on stage constantly. constantly. Yeah, I know. I and I was like, that. oh, my God, I'm 30. It's I know. Been such, I'm 13. I'm still doing this? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And I would literally pull yeah. on my shirt. I forget. It was it was a girl at one of our shows. It was like, you, why do you pull on your shirt so much? Yeah. And I had to explain her, like, well, listen, my trauma is that. <laughs> and I just had to, and I had to uh, tell her. But, I mean. But, yeah, you don't want to be going into, like, 40s and 50s with that. You know what I mean? The last thing is to, like, the last thing you want to see is, like, a guy that's still not comfortable with himself after those years. Dude, like, nothing, nothing makes me more uncomfortable. And it's, like, I mean, I know for me, there was a point where I got hurt and I lost my you lose your identity. Yeah. I couldn't lift weights and my body went to shit. Yeah. And I'm a trainer and it went, yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out and it took me a while and now I'm back on track and all this shit. But for years, right. You lose your identity. So you almost, like you said, in a way you're forced to find your personality. Yes. In other ways. Yeah. And then you start doing stand up and start doing stand up. That helped when I started doing stand up, uh, like a few months later, I remember it was like the next year, like I, dated and hooked up with two of the hottest girls I've ever hooked up with in my life. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Stand Wait a comedy. minute. <laughs> do I not, do I not have to work out anymore? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't not work out, but yeah, um, yeah dude, it, it's, it's for me, the body image thing, it's directly correlated to being wanted and being liked and being attracted to, you know, have women being attracted to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I know for me, it's like, oh, I need this to be this way, but it's, you know, I know. Well, dude, uh, I started working out in, um, in August and I got the trainer and everything. And like, I think it was the first time where I was working out, not just for like, to like look different. And the reason why it happened was cause I, I like freaked out. I had like a nervous breakdown in June and I was like, I'm going to go for a run. And so I went, <laughs> I went out to this park <laughs> and, it and lasted I lasted for three and a half minutes. I did. <laughs> I started doing wind sprints. Because I was like, I haven't worked out, but what if I just, you know, do the hardest thing? Yeah, what if I just did the hardest thing right now? So I did 10 wind sprints back and forth in this park, probably 100 yards. Like just like like earthquake in downtown Stamford. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, then I, 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 I was walking back and my heart is going, it's going so fast. And then all of a sudden my vision goes, I hit the ground. And I'm and I'm like gasping for air, Jesus and I Christ. and I was like, oh my, like I and then I, and I'm going, <gasps> and I'm like trying to get people to help me, and people are coming over and like they sit me down, and I like I had to work on my breathing for a solid five minutes before 
I was like, okay, I can walk again, you know? Dude. And I was like, oh no, my heart's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't push myself because like I'm really, I've done damage to my body that like I need to work on. So when I got the trainer every two days when I was working out with him at some point I would lose vision and I would, I would fall down. So Jesus. it became, it became like, oh, this is for me to survive <laughs> less than it is like for me to like feel, you know what I mean? For me to like feel like I look good in jeans. You know what I mean? It was more like, yeah, your health, yeah. yeah, I was just like, dude, if I, if I can get through an hour long workout and not like pass out and like be scared for my life, then, um, you know, I've won and I got there, I got there, which was, which was huge, but it took like three, four months of like constant work and constantly, you know, like kicking my own ass. And, uh, yeah, at least I was able to get there, which I'm happy about. Um, but it was a huge change for me then, you know, like, like, Oh, I I'm doing this cause I want abs. Cause the reality is, is yeah, like, I don't no, need abs. Don't need them. Nope. You know what I mean? No. Nope. Like what I need is to like not die if at fifty. A if a joke bombs, you can't just like lift up your shirt and no. like see this. No. <laughs> like I, you know, I don't need to be like this crazy hot. Not that that's ever gonna fucking happen, but like, it won't. I don't. I don't need that. What I need is to live a long time. Yeah. And and like be comfortable in my body. So like I think that that was the big change for me in the past year, where it's just like I just want to be somewhat healthy. I want to be like, if I want to cheat on, on food a little bit, I want to be able to do it without like being like, Oh man, like this is really, this is really scary for my health. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. I had the same thing. I, when I was, when I was in my, when I was 23. So like my early twenties, whatever yeah. I decided to, I always, I read Arnold's and Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia of bodybuilding when I was 13. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing this and like yeah. playing football, lifting weights. And eventually got to the point where I was 23. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a bodybuilding show. Yeah. Which it people get confused. They think bodybuilding is fitness. It's not. It's no. a performance sport. It's, it's a it's, disease is what it is. It's a real problem. <laughs> it's a bad, bad problem. Yeah, yeah. So I do this bodybuilding show at the age of 24. When you're 24 years old and you decide, you know what? I'm going to eat nothing but chicken and broccoli and rice and eggs and do two hours of cardio a day. Then I'm going to have my friends help me shave my whole body and spray tanner on me while I'm in a cabin in Vermont with just a sock on. You have a fucking problem, okay? Something's wrong with you. Yeah, dude. You have a real... And you're wearing a turquoise thong on stage. Was there any part of you as you were getting ready for this bodybuilding thing that was like, I'm going to get so many chicks because I'm doing this? I definitely... I liked the attention it got me. Yeah. For sure. And you post pics and like all this stuff and right, 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 right. And again, like that's all it was, like the attention you get. But I was uh, during those times, I was so unhealthy, and it took me—I'm not kidding—maybe two to three years to get to a point where I had bettered my health. Like, I mean, my digestion. Right, you just destroyed your body. I, doing see, that. Imagine this. Put this. So this is—I did my bodybuilding show. I never forget. It was March 10th. It was a Sunday. Yeah. And I said, I want to be done before my birthday. Yeah. So I could eat candy and chocolate and whatever. So it's a Sunday. We're in Vermont. I'm taking a diuretic. I cut water. All this shit. Okay. I went from 215 to like 180 in a six-week period. Normal bodybuilding diets are 16, 20 weeks. You diet down like a normal human. Yeah. Me, I said, I'm going to do it in six weeks. 
So I do this fucking crazy diet. I am 180 on stage on Sunday. A week later on Saturday, we are out in New York City for St. Patty's Day. I am 207 pounds. Oh, my God. I mean, ankles of a pregnant woman. Oh, like you're just, you, could, you yeah. could push the water. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm going to die. And yeah. like and eating white, I ate White Castle for breakfast. Like my hunger. <laughs> they had like, we have green bagels yeah. and cupcakes. So it's this girl's apartment. And I was like, give me. I just oh. ate, ate them. I didn't even drink that day. I was just like, I'm just going to eat. Oh, I was like, God. this is a this is a nightmare of a problem. Right. This is bad. It's like, oh, I look kind of good though. I'm like, this yeah. Show. It's like, hey man, hey, that doesn't really matter. I remember, when, fe- yeah. I'll never forget this. I remember feeling like garbage outside of a bar in New York City. Like I was like, oh my god, dude, what did I do to myself? And a girl yelled at me and was like, you have a great butt. And I was like, <laughs> all right, maybe I should like, keep this going. <laughs> maybe I could like just yeah. push through a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, dude. I mean, what a fucking nightmare. And yeah. then I spent a few years after that trying to chase that physique, oh. which at that time, it's just not, it's not fucking realistic. No, yeah, it's not possible. People, people don't realize that they see, they think fitness and they see like CrossFit. And when you see people at the highest levels of things, they are, that's not healthy. No. I'll tell you, everyone backstage at a bodybuilding show is miserable, tired, we're all dehydrated. Yeah. When people are hitting poses on stage, you see people like this. Yeah. Like shaking because they have nothing left in them. Everyone's oh. backstage talking about what they're going to eat after. That's oh. what's happening. It's <laughs> like, horrific. Man. It's the weirdest in your underwear. Like, I just really want pizza. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Then you have to go out there and smile. Yeah. You're like, I want to kill myself. That's a disease, dude. <laughs> That's scary. I mean, because I mean, at that point, you're really putting your your health at risk for what? Yeah. You know, it's not like you're going to become Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I'm close, but <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but definitely, like, there's um, I, I mean, obviously, there's all sorts of addictions and issues, and, and we're well, talking about I, body image. I but. think that I, I was thinking about how that relates to comedy because, uh, like, definitely when I write something or I have a good set and I get that feedback from people. Like it just off that, it dude. fuels me for the week. Yeah, like till the next show. Oh my god! And <laughs> I mean, you know, if you have a bad set, like it can, especially now with like we don't do as much stand up as we used to because there's just less clubs open, there's less opportunities with COVID. So it's like, you know, you you go up, and if if I'm not going to get to go up again for another four days, and I bomb, that means I'm sitting with that bomb and that rejection for four days. Which is really, really like difficult, but it's also it shouldn't be where I'm deriving uh, like mental health and happiness. So, you know, I think that's just another way we kind of do that. But you know, we'll get there, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm the similar way. I'm yeah. the same person. You have a bond. I I, I real quick. I when I would do stand up, there's times where I would do stand up, and if I had a really good set, I wouldn't want to do it again. <laughs> I was like, let's wait 10 days. Yeah, yeah. I want to live off this for a little yeah. while. It's just such a psychotic way to live. Totally. Um, so that was on body image. Okay, that was our topic. Now, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then we're going to come back. All right. And we're going to bring in our mentor. Oh, boy. This Lisa. lady, our life coach. Lisa. Lisa Lampanelli. We will be right back. This episode of Losers of the Dream is brought to you by Bo and Nick's Tits. Just like their careers, they're not going up anytime soon. They're losers! 
And welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, but we have big dreams. Big, big dreams. You think we'll, you think we'll achieve them? I don't think so. I'm nervous. <laughs> Speaking of nervous, our, uh, our mentor and life coach, Lisa Lampanelli, is here to now rip us apart no 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 lisa lampanelli uh will not rip you apart okay. yes lisa lampanelli applauds you hey, for your honesty. i know week. honestly i listened to your whole body image discussion and honestly this is always a problem that i thought only afflicted men, gay men and women <laughs> because honestly like those communities are so the just society is so hard on women first of all yeah second of all um, gay men just even within their own ranks they're so hard on each other yep. yeah. so to hear two supposedly straight guys theoretically straight guys we'll see, how, we'll see how this year goes yeah that's true <laughs> talk about this with such openness was very good now I first of all I have to be honest I had no idea the body build, uh, building world was so horrifying oh my I mean God. you're like they're miserable they're depressed backstage they are all thinking about what they need to eat next. I mean, that's like when they're watching Bo's comedy show. <laughs> no one wants to be there, and they're all going, please, I need to eat because he's large. But um, in all seriousness, that's a horrifying world to live in. And that it's achievement, that, that searching for perfection, I think what you touched on about looking for the perfect body type and just having the perfect abs and having the perfect build, it, you're always on your way down after that. Like there's oh no way God, to chase. Yeah. There's this thing in addiction as um, Bono's chasing the high. Yeah. The high is never going to be as good the second time. So the first time you reach the height with the bodybuilding or you lose the weight or you have the exercise moment or run the marathon, you never can achieve that high again, just like with yeah. heroin or drinking or anything else. So it's really sad that we think chasing the perfect body is going to ever work. Yeah, because yeah. it's always downhill. Everyone's going to age out of the perfect body. Everybody's right. going to, you know, uh, have an injury or become, um, you know, an older person who can't do what they used to. Right. And also, I like the point that deprivation always leads to a binge. Yeah. As always. someone who studied body image and my whole show, the one I'm doing, uh, I'll give it a shameless plug. April 24th, Fairfield Theater. So, you know. uh, we're doing a live stream. Tickets at lisalampanelli.com. A lot of it's about food and body image because that was my struggle my whole life. And I think it's so universal that, yeah, there's really funny parts of it. Like, I mean, when the girl called you retarded, horrifying yet funny. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, so I always did think you were retarded. So I, yeah, I know. No, we all had those moments. Yeah, like yeah. I remember when I was writing my show about food and body image, my co-writer was this guy called Alan Zweibel. He was one of the original SNL writers. He wrote Billy Crystal's Broadway show, Seven Hundred Sundays. Yeah, and we were writing good, and yeah. he said, when's the first time you realized there was something quote unquote, or you thought there was something wrong with you physically. Yeah. And I remember it was very similar to yours. Claire lip tack. And that's her real name. That fucking guy. It's amazing how people know <laughs> the full name. Still. Yeah. Well, because it's yeah. amazing it on your soul. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I know. It's just fine. I Sticks up until you. ninth grade. Cause I went to Catholic school first kindergarten through eight. Everybody was super nice. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. I was like, Oh, I'm just like a person. Like, like you don't even think about your face. Yeah. No. yeah. And I was just, you know, the good weight, whatever. 
And this girl says that the first day of class, she in ninth grade says, I have a big nose. Well, I'm freaking Italian. And this is how our noses are. Yeah. We're almost Jews. <laughs> so I cra- I'm in my head going, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. Oh my God, they're always going to remember I have a big nose. So just like you, Bo, where this person says it, it imprints it on your soul for then after you are the person who has to overcome this trauma. Yeah. And what's funny, Dr. Phil years ago, when he was actually had some credibility, this is like 25 years ago, he had like, there are seven people who have impacted your life that is not even like a parent or a teacher. Yeah. It's like the thing they said that was like, this is a trauma for the rest of your life that you have to fight. And that was definitely one of them for me. Yeah. So I totally could relate to that. Yeah. No, it was brutal. I mean, I do think a lot of it though is once I got the weight loss surgery after struggling with this for like 50 years, I did a lot of interviews about it and we would talk about, you know, are people more or less attracted to thin or fat or ugly or pretty or whatever? So I had, the, there was this gay guy um, interviewing me for a gay magazine and he goes, well, I just want, I'm just going to lose a whole bunch of weight because, um, and I, by the way, this is not gay bashing. That's how he talked. Okay. So look it up. Um, he goes, I just want to lose all the weight. So the guys who wouldn't date me, date me now. And I said, listen, I don't think they didn't date you because you were fat. Yeah. I think they didn't date you because you led with your lack of confidence. Yeah. I think you lead with your lack. So I think with us, that's often a problem. There are fat people. There are big people. There are ugly people, who, not conventionally pretty people who have confidence. And yeah. I attribute that to upbringing and to, but, but you know, sometimes the upbringing of even the opposite right. where it's the ugly kid who's told they're pretty, and then that person's a big fucking mess because they're yeah. overconfident. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to be in the sweet spot of parenting, teachers, students, everything, that you were able to develop some sort of worth that wasn't looks dependent. Right. Unfortunately, it sounds like with the three of us and with much of the world, unless we're as good as we can get, we feel like shit about ourselves. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is if you guys, in, I mean, I applaud you for working on the external because you said you almost like really had a health problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So working on the internal though, you, do you feel it's just as important or more important? Like what, what percentage oh, wise would you give it? It's 90% more. I mean, really? I, yeah, it's really that big because like I, I, I think that because, you know, for me, it's like humility has to come first. I have to understand who I am mm-hmm. completely. And then I just want to take that and just put it up, put a little bit of pride on top, a little Mm -hmm. bit of ego Mm -hmm. because, you know, I can understand who I am completely, but I can't live in that all day. There has to be the the points where I go like, yeah, yeah, but like, I just want to, I want to believe for a second. I want to have that hope that like, okay, when you say who you are, who is that? Well, I'm a, I'm a guy who I'm a drunk, former drunk. Yep. Right. I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you don't have to pause a lot. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm 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 funny. I have uh you know I have some talent, funny right? right? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm nice. I'm very nice and I'm kind and mm-hmm. like I'm able to connect with people very easily, right? So like when I think about like who I am, that's who I am. Um there's some faults, there's some positives. Right. Right? But it's, it's fun. Like the other day my like when I first started working out my buddy was like, you know, uh, how did the gym go? And the reality was you know, I was passing out yeah. while I was working out. Yeah. But but on the phone, I said, you know what, dude? I'm killing it so hard 
I'm I'm moving weight in that gym so hard right. that they actually changed the address because I moved the gym right. off its hinges. <laughs> right, 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 right. And right. he's and he's laughing and I'm laughing because he knows you know that's obviously not true. And then also it's like it's just fun to play. It's so, fun so to play. So in other words, yeah. you couldn't put some humor and some uh, healthy ego on top, opposed to unhealthy ego, which right. would be pushing you into like a bodybuilding situation right. or a thinking you're better than so and so. And I think also we all need I read something over the COVID uh COVID holiday. The, the year long COVID holiday. <laughs> the COVID, let's That's call how it I that. looked at it. It makes it sound I had, nicer. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> the why has to be big enough. Yeah. So your why of working out had to be big enough. Yeah. You almost pass out. Okay, you running wind sprints I mean, I picture Richard Jewell trying to defuse a bomb. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard thinking about him in the movie running back and forth trying to. You gotta get out of here! You gotta get out of here! And I'm like, Bo's gonna die. So, but your why was big because you don't want to die, right? Yeah, I'm scared. I don't have a big enough why. Right. I have a real mental and emotional block with movement. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've been working on it, trying to figure out what happened to me. Why don't I like to move? But the why isn't big enough. Yeah. Because I'm not in a health situation. Exactly. I'm not in a, oh my God, I'm gaining huge amounts of weight. Yeah. You know, eventually, would I like to have some movement in my life eventually? Sure. But you, I'm glad, paid attention to the why and did something about it. Because there's some guys who are way smaller than you and bigger than you who've had heart attacks and still not done it. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be, if you could reach your back over your flabby upper <laughs> arm, you should pat yourself on the back a little for actually responding to that why. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is the same reason why I got sober too, right? Like, yeah. I didn't get sober. Like, it's, I always say this to people, Mike, I didn't get sober because like I wanted to be a better person or like, you I know, I wanted, healthy. I wanted to get better right. virtues or right. in my life. It was like, I'm really scared that I'm going to die soon. Yeah. And I'm young and I really want to live. Right. And I really want to have a life and like, you know, have things. So I was like, I, I, I need to do this. Well, it's life or death with sobriety. Yeah. I mean, you know. It, and, but it can also be that with food and, you know. It can, it, but it's delayed. Yes. In other you don't words, see it. If you're going to die from overweight, it's going to be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You could die tomorrow from drinking. Yes. So yes, I understand for those who, you know, are like, Oh no, OA is just as valid as AA. Give me AA any day. Solve the eating, excuse me, solve the, the, the booze part and the heroin. Yeah. Then we'll work on the eating. There's a hierarchy, right? Certainly. Yeah. You know, um, the discussion though, about, would you rather have a personality or be hot? I love how you two idiots, <laughs> Um, uh, pretend they're mutually exclusive. Like you right. can't be hot and have a personality. <laughs> it's rare. It's too much. It's really <laughs> rare. Well, it is. But I do remember years ago before I even, I was What's working as a journalist. I was living in New York. It was right after college. I was working at Rolling Stone. And my roommate, Jake, who was really fucking cool, like cool looking guy, like badass. I was like real punk. I go to him, you know, I want to try this comedy. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, all right. You know, you should try it. You know, this and that. And I go, Hey, how come like, you know, I said, I, I, I'm not ugly. I'm not pretty. I'm, but I'm not hard to look at. In other words, you should never do comedy if you're hard to look at. Right. Like you could be really pretty, really ugly or interesting looking. Like Ralphie. But you can't be where you go, Ugh, where you yeah. go, oh, oh, because I knew a guy once, poor thing. 
he was doing comedy, but he had a port wine stain on his face. Now, <laughs> huge. Face. By the way, it's not making fun of him. It's saying he had to address it. Yeah. Like do yeah. a joke because you've got to fucking not make yourself hard to look at. If yeah. you're hard to look at, address it. So anyway, I said to him, well, you know, I'm not conventionally good looking. I said, I could be a comic. I go, hey, why are there no hot woman comics? Back, back then there wasn't. There no. Yeah. He goes, because hot women don't have to be funny. Yeah. So uh, for a while, I believed that. But I think it. there are people who are both. Like, I bet Zac Efron has yeah. a great personality. Sure. It seems I know it. he's your boyfriend. Yeah. I know it you seems both it. have big boners for him. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? He's yeah. fucking virtuous. Like yeah. the guy is like not only out saving the planet, he's got a great physique. So who wouldn't be in love with this guy? Yeah, yeah. So there's there are people like that. So I think the what I think you keeping up the attitude of would you rather be this or that is no good. Yeah. I think that's a tweak you guys could do. Because I think you're both lucky in that you'll never be too good looking to have personalities. Right. You both are <laughs> fine. You guys are like good enough looking that girls take pity on you on occasion. You'll occasionally get a girlfriend a hand job or whatnot. Maybe a fucking happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give each other a hand job. You probably won't have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but you've still had to develop personalities. But Absolutely. I think you gotta stop looking at the hot guy going he's probably a big nothing or yeah. the hot girl is probably big well i'm nothing. just judging out of insecurity well no who who doesn't yeah. we all do it yeah you know like i like to look at uh these people and go huh yeah but i did this yeah, yeah. but i sold out radio city uh, and they're probably looking at me going yeah well i sold out my <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so and again yeah. we're never going to be at the top all the time right you know yeah do you think you guys have had more or has the lack of confidence contributed more than the actual lack of perfection with looks to what you're talking about here? Hmm. Put it to Nick. So say that. if you had more confidence and this, which isn't horrible, right? What do you think? What, which one has gotten more in your way? Your lack of the perfect look and the perfect physique or your lack of confidence? Which one? Confidence. So if you think Fucking hands. I've, I've blown it with girls where I've like, I just didn't even have the confidence to try. Mm. Like when I hear stories about like guys being too aggressive and I'm like, oh my God, I can't. I, Couldn't even do it. I, I just was so... Yeah. Oh well, my I mean, God. I've been the other way. I mean, guys shouldn't be too aggressive. I mean, there's no, a no, no, lack no, no. of confidence in rape. No, I'm saying like so I, confident. I, I, yeah, that's, I, that's complete lack of confidence. He knows what he's doing. Um, he knows but what he wants. No, I mean, I had a buddy that I mean, he looks like Channing Tatum, but if you juiced him up, like mm -hmm. he's huge and gorgeous. Right. But. On top of it, his confidence, like he went up, he, I would see him go up to tables of like five girls and he'd be like, how are you guys? And they would ignore him and be on his phone. He'd be like, so what's going on? And just stay in there and keep going. I was like, he's fucking insane. Oh my God. It's like, he's a psychopath. Yeah. I was like, how is he? How I end up working for him? Sometimes he's very good looking sometimes, but he just, he's like, why would I give up? Like he's, he was a professional athlete as well. He was right. like, why would I, I I'm just going to, I'm going to try. Well, sometimes with guys and girls is a numbers game too. Like remember yeah. my buddy was, used to say seven yeah. no's, you get a yes. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, was like, I remember oh my this God. guy. 
<laughs> when we were coming up in comedy, there was this Latina comic called J.J. Uh, Ramirez, and he would get laid so much. And I'd be like, <laughs> like he was like the, the kind of guy who's like famous in Albany. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. like he was just a famous yeah, yeah. regional guy. Yeah. But he, they'd go, I go, man, how many times do you get laid this weekend? And they go, oh, every show. But I mean, they weren't all tens. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little hamburger mixed in with the steak. You know what I mean? Oh, we've all been but there. But he yeah. kind of was into, you know, he just was like, okay, the numbers, the numbers. But right. I think a lot of the times, you know, it's just putting yourself out there again and again. And it's hard. Yeah. Like you guys are lucky in that. Bo, you probably, other than me, will never have anyone look at you and say you look retarded. I mean, I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny and we're friends. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny. yeah. And I shouldn't use the R word. I apologize. But <laughs> I mean, he brought it up first. Um, so you're lucky that like it's that wound from the past isn't going to happen again. No. But it's the whole going in like it's not going to happen again. Right. So it's that working on that internal confidence. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just I think having the humility of knowing who you are mixed with a little bit of that healthy ego. Mm -hmm. You can go out there, you can talk to people, you're not like totally right. petrified by what they could say cuz you've heard it and it's well, okay. Well, that's the thing too. It's like funny cuz after I lost the weight after the surgery, um I've got a lot of compliments and stuff. Oh, I'm proud of you this that. And then I was reading some comment where like out of like 50 great compliments cuz it was like a reveal. Someone was like, man, you look old. And the thing is, old has never, to me, been an insult. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm never going to do anything to my face. That's, like, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, what are you going to do? You yeah. accept your face more than you yeah. accept your body. But I was like, wow, people will always find something to say. Yeah. But it's so about them. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's hard to remember, and you work through it, and you get disappointed yeah. and sad. But w another thing you brought up that was interesting was this privilege about... Um, conventional good-looking people privilege mm -hmm. you know that they have it easier than ugly people and it's true but what you guys are lucky in is you've got a lot of privilege too yeah you're white yep you're guys mm. you're straight supposedly <laughs> for you now on the weekend semi-attractive yep. you have a house to live in you have a roof over your head you have you know um some sort of skills i haven't figured out what they are yet but apparently yeah. you have a way of making money <laughs> so you are i think the way to get over this is the big abracadabra of life is gratitude and i yeah. hate when people use it as a buzzword i'm like get a notebook and write down five things you're grateful every morning <laughs> yeah fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> gratitude oh, comes gosh. from in here not on the paper in yeah. my opinion like with me when i'm driving now and i'm even coming to do this shitty podcast with the three listeners <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's fun i'm so grateful we're doing this it just comes out and you go like where'd that come from yeah, yeah. no it honestly sneaks up on you so i think the minute you're like oh you know why aren't i perfect looking why don't i look like zach efron why don't I conventionally good looking or whatever it almost has to go to oh my god i'm so grateful that i have privilege oh, i'm so grateful yeah. i have a roof oh my god i'm so grateful i have a job i right. i'm so grateful i paid my rent this week mm -hmm. and honestly i think gratitude and compassion are your abracadabras because your other compassion is oh my god that person has struggles too yeah that good looking person has struggles too you know, you mentioned Nikki Glaser the other uh, about, you know, finding her very hot, which inarguably yeah. is. However, she doesn't think so. 
Yeah. And I know her. She doesn't right. think so. It's crazy. So what you say is, uh, you look at that hot person who also seemingly has it all because she's selling out big places. She has a big career. You go, I have compassion for her struggle too. Yeah. So I think it helps us get our head around people who look like they have more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my God. I feel like I'm really working and earning my money today, <laughs> which is none because I don't get paid. Oh my God. <laughs> pay no, you in Dutch's hot dogs. Yes. But, which is great. Gratitude is such an action thing. Mm. You know, like it's not, it's, it's really easy to just like say like, yeah, I'm grateful for having a place to live. But like, I think, you know, for me, it's like, it's the action of like, if I'm grateful to have a place to live, then I'm going to clean it. And then I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to like, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to, mm. you know what I mean? Like if I'm grateful to, uh, you know, like be like sober, yeah. then I'm going to help other people service. that need it. Service, Right. Service, I'm going to do service. service. Yeah. P.S. How about being grateful that for that fucking car and cleaning that thing out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a way to discourage it's people from going anywhere yeah, with yeah. you. <laughs> I happen to be a clean freak and a neat freak. Yeah. I enjoy organization. I don't understand this car situation. We're going to have to tackle that in another episode. <laughs> but what I do want to say is when that thing happened to you in high, was it in high school? That Middle school. Traumatic thing. Middle school is the worst. They're yeah. so evil. The worst. And those girls, I don't wish them bad, but I kind of do. <laughs> but I kind of understand because they, I'm yeah. sure heard it from somewhere. They felt bad about themselves internally. Anytime yeah. you did it to somebody else, you had it done to you. Yeah. But did you really start wearing hot pants? I just yeah. and a tube top. Is a tube top? <laughs> no, not a tube top. <laughs> I just had a tube top on both. Here we go. Honey. I just needed to. I needed to like stand out anyway. Like you know what I mean. I was just yeah. like, I need you guys to see me because I I felt so irrelevant after she said that. Well, I think that's a really badass move though because a lot of people do not do that. They just go internal. Like yeah, I yeah. almost cried today because I was. Oh, I don't want to get choked up. But these kids were getting off the bus today and I was like, oh my God. And they're all walking different ways. And I'm like, oh my God, which one of these is getting ignored? And which one of these is like getting bullied? And you know, you go, Jesus Christ, I was lucky. I wasn't even bullied. Yeah. Like I was literally told I had big nose by that one fucking cunt who I'll never (laughs) forgive, Claire Liptak in Stratford, Connecticut. And you go, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a rich bitch. No, but how lucky are we? That we didn't have severe bullying. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I think about I think about that all the time. Like, yeah, everyone has little things in school, but like, can you imagine like especially as guys, like physically getting the shit? Oh my god, I can't even being out of yeah. you. Like with dudes, it's brutal. With like Like brutal. you get hit and shit, right? I I'll never forget this. In fifth grade, one of my favorite teachers, Mr. Zoffness, this was in Mamaronic. This dude was a Jewish dude from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. He was tough as shit. Mm. There was this kid named Joey Petroselli. Everyone, of course, of course. everyone, <laughs> he wasn't special needs, but like everyone just picked on him and he kind of fed into it yeah. and not me because I was a too anxious of a child, but a lot of people would like beat the shit out of him. Oh. And one I day can't. it was the worst one day. I'll never forget this. We are 10 years old. This would never happen today. The parents would be up in arms. Our teacher, Mr. Zoffness at this point, a old Jewish, he's in his fifties. He comes out, he goes, that's it. He goes, everyone get the fucking set. We're 10. There's 80 of us. He's like, everyone get the fuck inside. Took us all, 80, 10-year-old kids, and like we all just sat in this room. He locked us in this room, and he sat down. We're at like a round table, and he goes, okay. He goes, why are you beating this kid's ass? Oh, my God. Wow. And like two hours. We didn't do class the rest of the day. He goes, no, I'm with them the rest of the day. You, Everyone else can go here. 
I'm never. Badass. I no. love him. Yeah. It was it was the most. That's mo- like my boyfriend. I have like goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps talking about it. And yeah. he sat us down and he was like, "What's going on? Yeah, why are you guys doing this?" And then you know, each kid just started breaking down or ten years yeah. old, crying like, "I don't know, I don't know why." Yeah. Wow. And then by the end of it, it was two hours. Two hours by the end of it, everyone, no one picked on this kid again. That's yeah. fucking we Johnny like, Lawrence right there. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that's our token Cobra Kai reference every episode. <laughs> but I, I will never, and no one. I I left after eighth grade, but everyone was like, dude, through wow. high school, like no one did that ever again. We were all like, see, supportive. this is back in the days you could do that. Stuff. Parents would freak kids. out. Well, now. listen to this. I loved this story. My mother is ninety-one. She had the best father in the world. Like my grandpa Velgat was off the boat fucking Polak Velgat. Polak, he was always he's big, he worked in the coal mines, like he was tough. <laughs> so once my mother it's funny, I found my mother's in the assisted living now after COVID. She's fine now, but I was looking through all the pictures and I noticed how she was so pretty. And then one day she got like that chubby, like, uh, and then it wasn't good. Then it was pretty again. And I go, wow, she had so many stages and it made me sad because I go, she never had a chance to enjoy that window. Yeah, but right. it was very much how we're talking about the up and down dieting and all that. But I remember she, my mother loves this story because I think it's cool when people can like live through it and tell the story. My mother's like, oh, grandpa was the best. One day, this I was six and this little fuck, and what was his name, whatever his name was, he called me Porky Pig and he spit in my face. Now think about this. This is the 1930s. Yeah. Okay. She was born in 29. Spit in my face. She goes, well, grandpa went right down to the school. He got in his face and he said, you listen, you even look at my daughter again and I will stick my hand down your throat and pull out your heart through your mouth. That kid shit his pants. Yeah. The best part is, weren't those the good old days yeah. when parents and could I'm do sure, that? And I'm sure, I'm sure his justice. parents, yeah. that kid's parents got yelled at. He went home and told them that. And they were like, yeah. Yes, yeah. you shouldn't do that, you, you little don't fucking do that. cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asshole. Because now when you watch things like Dennis the Menace, you guys really shouldn't have jobs. Because all you have to really do in life <laughs> is watch Cobra Kai and Antenna TV and watch Dennis the Menace and Hazel and those old shows where the father <laughs> stuck up. They'd go right to the school. Yeah. They'd yell at the kid. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But see, we didn't have that. You no. know, and we you you can't do that now. But I'm glad your badass teacher did that. He's one of my favorite people. I, yeah. I, I honestly, I, be, I want to go visit him. I, I think he's still in Larchmont. Let's Marinette. go. I'll pipe him. He was. He he I was. Like that guy. That's oh. my new boyfriend. Hi, call me. Dude, he was. I, I, one other real quick thing. He when I was you know I was ten and I wanted to go. I remember when I was ten years old. I was like, I want to go to Notre Dame because I watched Rudy and I was obsessed oh, with football. Yeah. yeah. And so I wear Notre Dame things. I, again, I'm ten years old and I was the worst in school like yeah. not behavioral wise just didn't do my work right yeah. i didn't care and he pulled me aside he goes you're never gonna get into notre dame <laughs> if you keep this up yeah. this is a fucking problem yeah mm. that dude he was the best he did you get in, in class to show us how bad <laughs> that's it was. pictures of lungs we were 10 we were all like oh my god <laughs> did you by the way get into notre dame Hell no. no. Of course you didn't. No. Did you I, actually I got, go to college? Yeah, I did. Where'd you go? I went to, well, I graduated, barely made it out of high school. No right. child left behind. Thank you, President yes. Bush. <laughs> Second one. Um, and I went to Housatonic yeah. for two years. No, I'm not going to shit on any No, school. it was great. It, I, it was a learning school. experience because yeah. we talked about this as well. All my friends left to go to colleges in August and I was home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
shit. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Oh, it's real now. So and did now you I'm only at community go two years? No, I went there and then I got into Springfield College. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's the one I make fun of. Exercise science. That was like, I was like, that's a major? And I did that and it was three <laughs> and a half years. By the way, that's not a major. <laughs> it is. It's a really good school. So. Yeah, I, mean, I have so much pride. It's all right. <laughs> We're the Springfield pride. John Cena's an alumni. No oh, where did Bo go to college? I went to oh. Eastern. But I did the same thing as him. Bo skates over real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I did the same thing. I was a terrible student, mm-hmm. but I was also, I was getting high all day mm-hmm. and drinking all day. So yeah, like, yeah. I was me, just, it was steroids. yeah, I was just partying like crazy. So they, they like let me out. They're like, all right, thank you. And then <laughs> two years at, at NCC, Norwalk Community College, where I was just drinking every night. And then I was like, I just got to get out of here. Cause if, this was the problem. The place was the problem. Of course. It's never and us. Yeah. 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 And I had like a 2.5 GPA. So I get into a smaller state school mm-hmm. and you know, five years there. I mean, it was crazy. Well, here's the thing. Van I'm sitting here. Yeah. Here's the deal. <laughs> I went my first year. I went to Boston college in arguably grade school was lonely and it was too white and Catholic. So I transferred to Syracuse university in arguably great school. <laughs> yeah. Then I do a summer program at Harvard, summer program at Columbia and a summer program at Yale. I didn't know and that. And yet uh, we're all sitting at the yeah. same table. In Shelton, Connecticut. And we're all still struggling with body image. So I think it shows yeah. education, privilege, sex, gender, doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all still fucked in the head. <laughs> really I think that's a good matter. place to and end. And I think yeah. all we can really say is like, look, we're worth more internally than we'll ever be externally. Yeah. One of my favorite people in the world is this guy I know. He's handicapped. Again, I learned all the proper phrases now. They don't like disabled anymore, he told me, because disabled is lacking, dis. So he's been in a wheelchair since he was 15. He was an Abercrombie and Fitch model, so imagine how hot. He dove, had a diving accident. He has been in a wheelchair for the neck down, boom, since 15. He is married to such a hot chick. He has the best sense of humor, and me and him would write. He he had he wanted to go on stage, call himself the Crip, and he this guy T. His name is T. I had made, met him because I started making fun of him yeah. at a show once, and he's like, "Hey, lady, make fun of this," and points that he's in a wheelchair. So I'm yeah. like, "Listen, Iron Sides, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's the last time you try to fucking uh, stump me, okay?" Yeah. So uh, don't bungee jump with a leather belt next time, you know? So what I can say is it's almost like we'll always be working on ourselves. We're privileged enough to be able to at least have legs to be walking around, Yeah. you know? And I could say inarguably, this guy may be in a wheelchair, but he has better biceps than the two of you. (laughs) It's because he can't work anything else. Anyways. (laughs) All right. So keep working on it. Promo, when are we coming back? We are coming back. Dude, you just elbowed me. Yeah. <laughs> next week, maybe? Do it. <laughs> I th- we might. Yeah. So catch us next week. Loser with a Dream podcast. Uh, subscribe. Spotify. iTunes. YouTube. My Grinder account. Instagram. <laughs> at Nick hand. Scopes. That, that was the... And what's your at mention, Bo? <laughs> uh, at Bo McDowell Comedy, B-E-A-U. You know the drill. And then Where at, am I? You are I don't have at Duchess hanging out with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are at Lisa Lampanelli. Please stop my ten. And by the way, these douchebags will be doing a live version of the podcast. May DJ 1st. Ryan, May 1st. Where do they go for tickets? Uh, you go to unhingedent.com. Worst name ever. We're going to change that. <laughs>
See you next week, bitches. (laughs) If I decide to come back. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys. 